Hello, it has been a while. Yes, I do know, and I apologize, but I'm just sitting here, working from home as we go into this pandemic, and for some reason, I can start my story, and I can tell you all about what I went through, but sometimes I just get caught up out there, and I seem to get this roadblock, and I have to get past that roadblock, because the memory is still there. Surgery, it went well for the cancer. That, I was uh, very uh, out of it, so I really couldn't say how it went. All I know is I went, and I got out, I got a ride home, and all was well. And that's it. I just know that that staff was the best staff I've ever had. I was treated like a queen. And I was to go back to see the doctor. So in the meantime, while I was waiting for that appointment, I was able to move. I was able to settle in to my new home, which I was very proud of that was something I wanted to accomplish. So that worked out well. But then I did go back to the doctor. And the first thing I asked him, I said, what stage is this? And he was like, oh, it's not a big thing. The cancer was very small, so it's not big. But stages are told to you by the oncologist. So he made this appointment. And I was to go see this oncologist, I believe, in October. So here it is. I have to wait again in anticipation as to what the outcome is going to be. Do you know what that feels like? And for me, it was really, really hard because all my life, until my mother passed away, at age 66 in 2020, I mean 2000, she had always been the one I could talk to. So she wasn't there. She wasn't there in body, but in spirit, yes, I found myself talking to her quite frequently. And then I kind of found myself, I didn't kind of, I found myself talking to God and asking him, What is this all about? What? Why? You know, it was something that, you know, you really don't process this as well. Especially when you've taken care of your body. You've gone to all these mammogram appointments. And everything was always good. And then this year, that year, 2017, it was just different because you didn't understand. Now, I didn't hide myself from anybody. I really didn't share this information with anybody, but I did share it with a few people, and the person I had that was really there for me at that time was my neighbor downstairs. She would pray for me. She made sure I was okay. I was greatly indebted to her. And until today, we are still friends. She calls, she checks on me, and she makes sure I am okay.
So that was a blessing. And then I had my friend who was a nurse. And when I told her when I had to go to that appointment, the first thing she said was, I'm going with you. So let's head on into October. I go for that first appointment. I was a little nervous at first because the doctor that I went to see, it wasn't that she was a female. It was just that she was young. So I am like really, really not too sure about it. And I said to myself, is she going to know what she's talking about? She's quite young here. And she did. She explained the stage. Now, mind you, me being the person I am, I'm going to research all these different stages. I didn't know. But I knew that this is when I really got familiar with cancer, breast cancer. I can't say for other cancers, but breast cancer. And that's because that is what my journey was. I started familiarizing myself with the different stages. So this way, when she explained it to me, I, I thought I knew exactly what stage it was. And I remember I sat there, and I, she said, oh, you're stage two. I said, okay, so am I stage 2A? And she was like, no, you're not 2A, you're 2B. 2B, I'll explain. I was stage 2B because I had the lymph node removed from underneath my arm. But the lymph node never opened up, so it was encapsulated. But within that lymph node, there was cancer. So that's what made the stage B. And that's how I started to explain it. So it had to do with these lymph nodes. Now, she told me the stage is treatable. But I would be on a medication for 10 years. So how it went, she sat there. Now, one thing I loved about this hospital, they draw everything out, and the drawing is really good because it gives you a visual of exactly what's going on and how this stage works with the, uh, the medicines you would be given and everything. So she told me what I would be given which was chemo and Herceptin. Herceptin was for the ER positive, human epidural growth. So my stage was stage 2B triple positive, which meant I had endocrine positive, um, it was ERPR and HER2 triple positive, everything was positive. So this was a treatable one, but a very, very aggressive cancer. And I guess that's why it takes me so long to talk about it, for the simple fact that as I listen, and the reason why this was treated like it was is because, unbeknownst to me, this one was an aggressive one. So although they took everything out, everything was removed, they got all the cancer out. The next thing was the treatment. And that was something I was not waiting for. But before I can go get that treatment, no, 
Yeah, I did see um, the radiologist, but there was nothing she could do. I just met her. But that treatment, it was something. And I remember I asked her, I don't know why, I said to her, is my hair going to fall out? And she was like, I'm going to tell you something. All breast cancer patients lose their hair. They lose their hair. Breast cancer patients and patients with ovarian cancer, that they are the ones that will lose their hair. Well, I was truly devastated then. I broke down and cried. I cried because I didn't want to lose my hair. I didn't know what was going to happen. And it wasn't just hair on your head. It was all the hair on your body. It just disappears because of the chemotherapy, which my son kept telling me it has to do with mustard gas. And I, I, I mean, that stayed in the back of my head, but I didn't want to receive it from him. But as time went on and time went on, until I finished chemo, I never thought about the mustard gas. I just went, I went to my appointments, and that was it. Every day I went, I had that chemo, but that wasn't even going well. And it wasn't going well because the veins in my arm were not well enough. They would not just hold that needle in there. I mean, I started getting black and blues all over my arm. So my first treatment for chemo, it was like I was working for the whole day. So my appointment was there. I was there at 9 o'clock in the morning. And believe it or not, I didn't leave there until 9 o'clock at night. That was my first chemo appointment. The, it, it was just, the nurses were really nice. But it was just a long, long, long day. So I am going to come back and I want to explain to you some more about why I had problems with the arm and then the next step that would be taken so that I would never have to use my arm, the veins of my arm again. Have a good day. Talk to you next time. Bye.